This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. So why do you want to learn a new language? I'll tell you why. Because donde esta el baño can be a very important question at times. You know, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. Fast track your language acquisition with immersive lessons designed to teach you to pick up languages in a natural way. I love the fact that I can go from my laptop to my phone to pretty much anywhere and learn the language of my choice. Not to mention, I'm bringing my communication skills to new heights. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a limited time, Star Talk Radio listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash startalk. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash startalk today. Welcome to Star Talk, your place in the universe where science and pop culture collide. Star Talk begins right now. Welcome to Star Talk. I'm your host, Neil deGrasse Tyson, your personal astrophysicist, and I'm also the director of New York City's Hayden Planetarium at the American Museum of Natural History. And I've got with me my co-host, Chuck Nice. Hey, hey. Chuck and Baby, longtime veteran of Star Talk Radio. Absolutely, and the director of my home. <laughs> Keep telling yourself that. <laughs> <laughs> but you're, you're actually host of the new spinoff. From Star, Star Talk has got so badass, we got spinoffs. That's right, my friend. We spun off because our, our, our sports shows were doing so well mm-hmm. that we said, let's just make a whole thing. Yeah, so it's called Playing With Science, and yeah. it uh, features uh, Gary O'Reilly, who is the co-host of the show, along with yours truly. And, and he's uh, an ex-footballer He's an ex-footballer from the UK. And it's a science sports smash-up where, as you say, jocks and geeks collide. Ooh. And as I say, without... A concussion. Okay, good. <laughs> so today it ain't about any of that. Uh, we're talking about the fusion of hip hop culture yeah. and science. Featuring my interview with the rapper Logic. Nice. Yes. Well, that's yes. a great name for a rapper who's interested in science. Yeah, and joining us in studio today is hip hop artist and educator Steve Tyson. Welcome. Thank you. Glad so, to be what, here. So, where'd you get the name Tyson from? <laughs> Well, I was born with it, as you might know. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. The dude's my nephew. That's right. (laughs) He's my nephew. Now, normally when your nephew shows up to be a guest on the show, Mm -hmm. because you couldn't think of anybody else and you ran out of (laughs) folks. Right. But not in this case. No, no. Just make that clear. This was an actual attempt uh, to to have you. you, He was a first choice. Yeah, first choice. First choice. First choice, just to make that clear, in case anybody's wondering. Right. Now you got to demonstrate why that was the case. <laughs> no problem. No pressure. No, no pressure problem. at all. See, I like that. He's got the swag. He's like, no problem. No, he got it. He's, yeah. he's on it. And you're also known as uh, DJ Ear to Ear. Mm-hmm. Is that yeah. your, that's your performing name? Yeah, whenever I DJ. Uh, but when I'm rapping, I'm known as the intellect. Okay. Oh, nice. All right. Sweet. And, and, and you're working on your doctorate in? In uh, educational leadership. Okay. Yeah. All right. And, and where, where, where are you working on that? I'm currently studying at Arcadia University, where I also teach. Arcadia teach. Okay. Oh, okay. And you're yeah. co-founder of Just Listen Entertainment? <laughs> yep. That's right. My boy is just... Well, you are a, you're a busy <laughs> young man. so proud of him. Yeah. You got to keep the attention focused <laughs> on everything. That's right, man. Yeah. I, I see it runs in the family. Huh? <laughs> and some of our fans might know. That it might recognize his voice. Just say anything right now. Say, 
Oh. It's Star Talk, All Stars, <laughs> Science. That's how it all starts. <laughs> nice. Yes. Uh, he wrote, produced, and recorded the intro theme to our Star Talk All Star shows. Yeah. So that's it. He's got it. I'm feeling it. <laughs> also, what else you do? We had you. You performed Star Talking at the Apollo Theater. Yes. For us. Yeah. That, that was great. That was good. <laughs> that was good. But this is actually your first time as a studio guest. Mm -hmm. So thank, mm -hmm. thanks for thanks for having us. Yeah. Take your time out of your study schedule. And we had your dad on the TV show. That's right. Yeah. That's right. With Sean Lennon. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Right. So tell Uncle to get his act together. <laughs> Got you, you on the podcast, man. Yeah. Get no respect. Um, <laughs> get no respect. <laughs> so Logic, Logic dropped an album in 2017. Okay. Titled Everybody, and it just showed up at number one on the Billboard Top 200. Cool. There it was, number one. And I actually appeared twice on that album. What? You didn't know that? No. You didn't know that? I just thought it was like a, he had a guy that sounded like Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> okay, we'll get back to that. <laughs> but that's not why we're talking about it, right? Um, he's actually a deep thinker, and he uses his platform as a performing artist to engage discussions of social issues. Plus, he's got serious street geek cred. Street geek cred. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, because some geeks on the street. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's, not, not all geeks are in the lab. Right. Exactly. Got street folks. Street. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Give me your lunch money. <laughs> now allow me to calculate exactly how I will be able to use this. <laughs> Smartest hustlers. Right. Um, so, so that's we get this. And so now, but Steve, you're you're pursuing a PhD, and you also want to be a hip hop artist. You already, I am oh, a hip hop excuse artist. Me, are, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, excuse me. I, I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> I was like, this is a family thing. I'm going like, to stay out of it. But Wait, so when, I, when you so said wannabe, I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> it so, just, right? The family holding you down. Exactly. Exactly. The family just, holding you down. He was like, and you want to be a family? I was like, it's just got <laughs> real. Because <laughs> I'm still little Steve. Exactly. No matter what, I'm still <laughs> little Steve. Yeah, it's like my mom. I go home and my mother's just like, so I, I, I saw you on the TV the other day, so that was nice. And what's your backup plan? Right. <laughs> telling them jokes, right, Chuck. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Do you really make a living telling jokes? Right. So how are you, you cross-pollinating hip-hop and your educational degree? I mean, they're synonymous to me. Uh, between all of the studies that I've done academically, whether, un whether it was undergrad, my master's, or my doctorate, hip-hop has permeated all of that. I mean, so it's who I am. Yeah, but I think most people don't know that they are permeatable. Mm. So you're going to be evidence that it's not only possible, but something that could even be promoted. Yeah, I mean, but I think that there's also some people who have done that in the past, but might not necessarily have either forayed into the artist side as much or, you know... Um, whatever the case may be, but I, I don't think I'm the first one, but I'm definitely here. Okay. okay. All right. I like it. That's the kind of confidence we need when in, it comes in, to hip-hop In the house. Right. In the house. So, I mean, I sat down with Logic. He came through town, uh, visited my office, and he's well-known as someone who delivers a message of hope through his music. That's, that's always cool. a good thing. And this is hope instead of despair because so, there's so much despair in the world. Mm -hmm. And so uh, he, he talked to me about some of the challenges he had to overcome in order to become who he is today. Oh, okay. So let's check it out. So I came up on welfare, food stamps, Section 8 housing. Um, unfortunately, both of my parents were addicted to drugs and alcohol, and my father was, wasn't really there that much in my life, unfortunately. Now, here's the crazy thing. In fourth grade, um, my just the people at my school kind of knew that my household wasn't that great. And so they believed that because my mother had problems, that I had problems, even mentally, or that I was disturbed or had whatever the case may be. And because of this, they put me in a special needs class, but it was f more so for like the uh, just people that had been emotionally disturbed or something like that. So I was dealing with like pretty badass kids that wanted to like fight me all the time. So when they put me in this program, took me out of my school, put me in a completely different school. I had to take the short bus. It sucked. You know what I mean? The short bus. The short yeah. bus, mm -hmm. and that's fine. And so, but anyway, so I, I get there and you know, these kids are like trying to fight me and just all these things, but I couldn't do it. I couldn't fight back. I, I knew that I couldn't act out even to defend myself because I would then just be proving their point that I deserve to be in this class. Mm -hmm. So at this point, it was just so... You're so resisting the, the, 
the cookie cut mold that they're trying to put you in. Yes, and they tried to say I had ADD and I had all these different things, which wasn't the case. It was just that I wasn't being challenged and I wasn't being taught the right way how I needed to be taught uh, myself. So my mother took me out and she homeschooled me. Now this was like the crazy, so she homeschooled me for three years. Now unfortunately, as I said, my mother was an alcoholic, so she would sleep all day and she wouldn't teach me a thing. So three years went by, okay, and now I'm supposed to be in eighth grade and essentially, you know, the state calls and they go, hey, you have to put your son back in public school or there's going to be a problem, you know what I mean? Uh, we're going to take your son from you, da da da, whatever. So she goes, okay, okay. Hadn't really taught me anything except a little bit of hooked on phonics, and goes, all right, we're going to put him back. And the school system puts me in eighth grade with a fourth grade education. And within six months, I went from a fourth grade to an eighth grade education. I, you know, I did well on all my tests, with the exception of math. I was, I wasn't that great at math. I was more good in English and words. But I did it, and I, I left. And but the crazy thing is, so you is, basically skipped four grades. Uh, yes. Um, and, and it was hard, and I did it though, I did it. Right. But it made me who I am, so. I yeah, it's, I, I reflect often on the fact that, well, there's the saying, that which doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Yeah. And also, people say, you know, I had a messed up childhood, I wish it weren't messed up. I wish I had a regular childhood. And then you run the clock back and give them a normal childhood, and there's a chance they wouldn't then become the creative, insightful person that they agree. were as an adult. I used to ask myself that all the time. You know, I'd be like, why would I, why would, why would I be in this position? God or whatever, you, you know what I mean? Why uh -huh. would you put me here? Right. And it was, to, it was to teach me a lesson. It was to make me stronger, and it was to give me the writing material that I needed you know, as, a, as a musician and as an MC to spread a positive message of light at the end of the tunnel. I truly believe that. Steve. Wow. Your mama has a PhD <laughs> in psychology. Yes, she does. Your daddy has an MFA, mm -hmm. uh, Master in Fine Arts. That's right. So he, he comes out. What's of, your origin story? You, you, <laughs> you don't have enough tragedy, man. <laughs> Where's your tragedy? <laughs> you need some tragedy. So because my parents were educators, therefore I have no tragedy. Well, well I no, no, it's a that. question. Let's turn that into a question. Yeah. So, 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 so we hear a case mm -hmm. where he is reaching into this, in, into his life experience growing up. As a, as a source mm -hmm. of his need to change the world through his creativity. Mm -hmm. So you are also doing this, but clearly it's a different background. So, yes. so where are you reaching to for this? So for me, my use of hip hop as a form of expression stems from growing up primarily uh, in Johnstown, Pennsylvania. So it's a- Rust Belt. Not only Rust Belt, but it's a hotbed of racism. I was about so, to say, <laughs> like when you said Johnstown, Pennsylvania. Yep. I don't know why. Right. But so my parents were educators. Right. No question. <laughs> He's in yeah. Right. right. Yeah. So my parents are educators, but they taught at the University of Pittsburgh at Johnstown. Oh. Yeah. So I had to grow up in Johnstown, Pennsylvania, well, there you go, battling there. off racism, oh. and so then I turned those physical fights I was constantly getting into into just shutting people down lyrically or verbally. Oh. And yeah, so that's I guess where words my that's where you words as well. Exactly. And by the way, that so now we know. See, there, <laughs> because there has to be some type of pain uh, to I, I believe, and it doesn't have to be uh, you know exactly what what happened to Logic or you know it's just which is really kind of weird. You know, like you got Jay Z is just like hey, I'm Mossy Projects. You know, I grew up in Mossy Projects. Fifty Cent, I was shot nine times. You know, and then Logic just like I was homeschooled. B homeschool. You know, that's. That's, that's not as tough. Plus a lot of other issues that he had to deal well, with. Well, that, that's the bad part. That's the bad part. Issues of the wazoo. Yeah. Uh, so, Steve, so tell me about this, this legacy of violence and hip-hop. <laughs> The two being associated with one another. Ooh. So I think that... Well, you jump right into Yeah, it. just, just, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Violence and rap music uh, can not, be Not only violence surrounding rap events, but violence within the lives the modern, wealthy lives of successful rap stars? So I think that whenever one is comparing violence uh, and just negativity um, with hip-hop, a lot of the times what they're referring to is rap music, which is a facet of hip-hop culture. So in my opinion, if hip-hop was the human body, rap music is like the nervous system. It can be angry, it can be peaceful, it can be whatever the body is feeling at that moment. So 
Rap music absolutely has negativity, has violence, it also has peace, love, and positivity, but at the end of the day, hip-hop as a culture was founded on peace, unity, love, and having fun. Yeah, mm. and, 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 and by the way, uh, the, I think that there is some unfair attachment of violence specifically to hip-hop because violence is found in all music. Absolutely, mm, okay. and then just in American culture, yeah, it's, right. global it's, culture. Right, yeah. you know, so it's, uh, for some reason, there's something about hip hop, I'm not sure what it is, that causes it to stand out, you know? You know I just, don't, do you know Art Garfunkel, uh, Simon and Garfunkel? Of course. His first solo album, right. which are just ballads, basically. Was called, I'll Kill You <laughs> <laughs> What, just, wait, wait. Wait. <laughs> One of the songs. Right after Bridge Over Trouble. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I'll kill you. <laughs> Can be so, synonymous. No, so one of the songs in that album, the album's titled Angel Claire, mm -hmm. one of the songs is a beautiful ballad about this guy who lures his girlfriend to the water's edge, feeds her burgundy wine, and then stabs her to death, and then dumps her body in the river. I like my title better. <laughs> <laughs> That's in there, but nobody would say violent, violent right. art Garfunkel. Exactly. But in there, and it's it's sung beautifully. You right. hear these beautiful words. And I say, now this time that I listen, let me pay attention to the lyrics. Yeah. And then it's like, what? So I mean, that's that's I, a bloody sight. <laughs> I threw her body, and I mean, it was like, oh my gosh, this is like a bloody so murder. So I think that if okay. you're, like, in the comparison yeah, of Art Garfunkel writing violent songs about killing a woman and just generic hip-hop violence in, in a song, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, at the end of the day, nobody, like, it's all historic. So you think of black men mm -hmm. who predominate hip-hop culture, and you think about how black men are perceived, mm -hmm. You're going to think violence, anger, and the like. Mm -hmm. And so and whenever shot. you have black men. <laughs> That's a good one, getting shot. And getting shot. Mm -hmm. So whenever you have black men talking about these experiences and talking about these realities, it's like, oh, well, that's what they are. And so you and so it gets mm. highlighted right. socially. And reinforced. As opposed to Art Garfunkel, where it's like, oh, well, that's an anomaly. I couldn't imagine this curly-haired singing individual to go stab a woman by the river's edge. Right. But I don't know. know like, <laughs> but you never know it, Art, I because... Was say, his, his hair does look <laughs> awfully like an afro. <laughs> wow. I'm just saying. Wow. Um, well, tell me the difference. I, you addressed it, but let me hear it more in a more dictionary definition style. The difference between hip-hop and rap. So Webster might say <laughs> that hip-hop is a culture that embodies rapping, breakdancing, graffiti, uh, uh, DJing, mm -hmm. and just a general knowledge and awareness of life. While rap music is an expression. It's just how you choose to express yourself. Mm -hmm. It can, I mean, so there are hip-hop artists who might sing. Hip-hop is the culture where you can define yourself. So if you want to say, I'm a hip-hop singer, you're a hip-hop singer. Okay. But you got to be able to rap to be a rapper. Absolutely. Oh, oh there you go. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You don't want to be a candy rapper. Nah. <laughs> bars? <laughs> what? What's candy that? bars? No, you got me. You got me off guard on that I'm one. I'm telling you. You know, it worked on so many levels, though, you know? <laughs> So Logic's got a geek underbelly. This is the fun part on a, on a Star Talk interview. Right. You come into my office at the Hayden Plantam, and you got a geek underbelly. I'm gonna find it. Ah. Yeah, yeah. So, so Logic, so Logic, he's got he's got a love for space and science. Sweet. I know. Let's check it out. So, where comes your interest in space or oh, learning man. or because it's it's infused throughout your persona completely. Honestly, I've always loved space, and I've always loved the idea of space travel and time travel and sci-fi and, and, you know, and there's an artist named Kid Cudi, and Kid Cudi, his whole theme was always space, and I was like, damn, I really love space. I wish I could do space. And then I woke up one day and was like, Kid Cudi doesn't own space. I'm sure he won't mind if I, you know, if I poke my head in here a little bit. And I thought, man, what could I do? And obviously... Space is a big area. There's it's a, a lot, big, of, a lot yeah, of room yeah. there to, to fit it, people. Yeah, it's not Highlander, okay? There's not just one, okay? There's billions. <laughs> right. And, um, and so I was like, man, I really want to do this. And I was actually extremely inspired. I, w I went to... Um, 
It all happened within the last two years. And I went to go see Interstellar by Christopher Nolan, mm -hmm. who I know you've, you've sat down with. And uh, he's one of my favorite directors, him and Tarantino, which are kind of like, they're both like over here. But yeah, it's like, what? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's right, like right. Super Blood. Or What's like wrong with you that you like them both at the same time? <laughs> I'm just awesome. Um, no, but yeah, so I saw, I, saw this, I saw this film, and it really, really inspired me. So I, I remember watching it, and the, the biggest thing that I took away from it was uh, the connection just of, of human beings. I was like, oh, wow, we're... We're just so connected. I remember like being in the car. I literally have a, a, a one of my lines on, on the album is about how which I, album uh, on the Incredible Truth. Incredible Truth. And um, and you know basically about how like we're all connected and I'm, I'm you know in a space station I'm on another mission but back on Earth everybody bitching. And to me that's a metaphor for like. When I saw that movie, I felt so connected to mankind and human beings. I'm like, wow, we're all so beautiful, and we're here together. And then I pull out my phone, and it's like I come back to Earth, and I go on Twitter, and somebody's like, your music sucks. <laughs> Coming up, we'll explore more of the intersection of science, hip-hop, and creativity when Star Talk returns. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you, like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the US on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx ground is faster to more locations than UPS ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. Whether you're a family vacation traveler, business tripper, or long weekend adventurer, Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. And that's good, because there are a lot of me's. Choice Hotels has over 7,400 locations and 22 brands, including Comfort Hotels, Radisson Hotels, and Cambria Hotels. Get the best value for your money when you book with Choice Hotels. Cambria Hotels feature locally inspired hotel bars with specialty cocktails and downtown locations in the center of it all. Hey, that's me. Radisson Hotels have flexible workspaces to get the most of your business travel and on-site restaurants. That's me, too. And at Comfort Hotels, you'll enjoy free hot breakfast with fresh waffles, great pools for the entire family, and spacious rooms. Hey, that's me, too. I guess I'm just going to have to stay at all of them. Choice Hotels has a stay for any of you. Book direct at choicehotels.com, where travel comes true. Imagine bold, naturally aged Tillamook cheddar slices melting over a burger, eating thick-cut cheddar shreds straight from the bag. Ah, it's nice to dream about cheese for a bit. Tillamook cheddar, extraordinary dairy. We're back on Star Talk. I'm Neil deGrasse Tyson, your host. I'm with my co-host, Chuck Nice. That's right. Chuck tweeting at Chuck Nice Comic. That's correct, at Chuck Nice Comic. Thank got you. It. And our special guest today is Steve Tyson, yeah. a.k.a. DJ Ear to Ear. Nice. And we're going to find your work. It's on Just Listen, right? Yeah, justlistenent.com, J-U-S-L-I-S-T-E-N-E-N-T. -E so justlistenent.com. Mm -hmm. And I'm on SoundCloud, Dr. Tyson. Yeah, <laughs> Dr. Tyson. All right, we can find you. All right, excellent. So uh, he's here to help us sort of unpack the, the phenomenon that is logic, who's a rapper and a person who's thought deeply about this interconnection, right, between humanity and especially for him as a person of mixed heritage. And so as he explores these ideas through his music and his creativity, let's check it out. So you said you were mixed heritage? Mixed, yeah, black and white. Black and white, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. I feel like I've, I've seen a lot of things differently. Do you know what I mean? Like kind of not being accepted by both races at one time or accepted by one more than the you other. You see things differently because other people require that of you. Yeah. Which is, Otherwise you're just there. Yeah. Right? But I, I like it. I think it also does give me a unique perspective on things, especially being black and white and in this country. Well, in your music, does it allow you or does it force you to say, I want to speak to more than one group? 
it is, does. Is that even possible? No, it's 100% possible. But I think as, as long as certain sects within that group actually care to listen to you. So there's, for example, there's some people who could look at my fair skin, which is almost transparent. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But yeah, and yeah. say like, oh, you know, tr try to negate or just ignore the fact that there is African-American in my blood which I think is ignorant. Because for me, it's a, a lot of it is, is culture. Like even hip hop in itself is culture. Music is <clears throat> culture. It's less about race, specifically, it, at least from what I've experienced, and it's more about culture. So like uh, being raised in a predominantly black household, but my mother was white, however, I'm the only bastard child, if you will, between my white mother and black father. And then, you know, my father has children on his end and my mother has children on their end, but I'm the only one in between them. So for me, imagine being home and being in a black family, that's all you know, but then going to school and kids being like, oh, you're white, or look at this white boy, or blah, 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 it can be very confusing. So I'm kind of glad that I, that I overcame that, I guess, and I had to do the same within hip-hop. Because it could otherwise mess you up. <laughs> yeah, no, it could totally mess you up. Because even with hip-hop, there was almost like reverse racism, <clears throat> where mm -hmm. people would be like, oh, you're not good because you're, you look white, and then somebody would be like, oh, but he's black, though, and they'll be like, oh, he's cool, then. So like, therefore, what? okay. Right, yeah, that's right, right. Like, but that doesn't even make sense. Right. Like, that's so ignorant, you know what I mean? But th those are the things, like, once you stop caring, that's a big deal. When you stop really, truly caring what other people think, or at least, at least the people that aren't important, the people who are ignorant and just make such just harsh statements and things like that, when you put that out of your mind, you become much more happier. Wow, so he's like even more different strokes the white kid in the black family. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, so Steve, what uh, do you agree with logic that it's not about race? With about hip hop culture? Yeah, yeah, it's more yeah, about I mean, culture than about race. Absolutely. I mean, hip hop mm. was born of an amalgam of people of a variety of different racial backgrounds, but at the same time, it's been an expression of predominantly black and Latino uh, underserved communities, primarily in the Bronx, which is where it came from. Right. Yeah. So, but if it's an amalgam, I mean, I don't want to like create a fight or anything here. If the hip hop culture is inclusive and multiracial, as you've described, what accounts for the pushback of some hip hop artists, either Eminem or I was thinking in particular Iggy Azalea? Here's a blonde-haired woman shaking her butt, and she's from Australia. And so, what if, if you're inclusive? Why why have pushback at all? So I think that uh, if you're bringing up an example like Iggy Azalea that pushback comes whenever you think about cultural appropriation because she's from Australia, mm -hmm. yet she did move to Miami, mm -hmm. but then adopted a persona and a style that was very specifically Miami and was leaning heavily on and, Trina. And was, so? And, 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 and the other thing. So? No, because you can't, you can't in, the, in your song go, tell me who that, who that. And then after the song is over, it's like, good eye, mate. Like, no, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> You don't you don't play that. Yeah, you don't, you don't, it just can't happen that okay. way. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. So it's multiracial and inclusive for people who are genuine in in their in the product that they are. Genuine is that's a, good, a defining that's, word for that's it. Uh, fine, that's fine. It. So that 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 answers it. I got you there. Okay. Authenticity. Um, because uh, this whole thing about race, I find so odd. Because anytime anyone asks me, you know, mm -hmm. well, what race are you? And I say. Uh, last I checked, I'm the human race. Mm -hmm. You got another question? <laughs> and to, to try to slice and dice people, uh, I just don't find that to be productive. Mm. I know how you think of me, because I've been stopped by cops. I know how I'm right. seen in society. But as a living homo sapien in this world, I think we're the human race, and then, then move on from there. I think that for <clears throat> the lot of the human race who are enlightened, Identifying as a member of the human race is right on point, but I also think that whenever you consider what's going on currently in America, and you think of police relations in the black community, that identifying with your categorized race uh, can also be empowering. So for example, you're an astrophysicist. If you, instead of saying, or in addition to saying, I'm a member of the human race, also said, I am Afro-Caribbean, I am biracial, I'm Afro-Caribbean and Puerto Rican, that would also help to uplift many Puerto Ricans who live near Arecibo, or many Afro-Caribbeans who look a major at the stars. radio telescope. Exactly. In, in the island and so of Puerto Rico. that could also be very empowering too. Mm -hmm. So there is empowerment in saying, I'm a member of the human race, I'm beyond the construct of race, but at the same time, there's also power in saying, I'd, if you want to talk about the construct of race, 
here's who I am. Mm -hmm. I'm Neil deGrasse Tyson, an Afro-Caribbean Puerto Rican astrophysicist. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mic drop on that one. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Who knew that you were such a rare beast? (laughs) (laughs) He don't tell nobody. That's why. Uh, Yeah. He does. It's not that I don't say. It's that I have other priorities. My priority is like getting people scientifically right. 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 So that the (laughs) civilization will continue into the future. (laughs) Thank you. Right. (laughs) So, you know. Anyhow. West Science Story. So somewhere in the interview, we end up talking about the Rubik's Cubes. A boy like that, he do experiments. Okay, I'm sorry. That's like from West Side Story. Yeah, that's that's what I was doing, but it was West Science Story. Oh, 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 I get it. For those who just found out that you're part Puerto Rican, that's all. (laughs) My Um, mother's name is Shunchita Maria Feliciano Tyson. Yep. Yeah, that's how that played out. That's true. Yeah. Uh, Look at me telling you that's true. It's because I met only because I met your mom. I'm like, no, because you know, some people might think you're joking when you say that. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I think ultimately everyone is African because we all the species came from Africa. Now wait a minute. Now, just hold on one minute there. You ain't going to come up in here and talk on old mess like that. I'm good, you from Johnstown? I'm a good Christian man. I'm a good Christian man. You ain't going to come up in here and tell me about being from some old Africa. <laughs> All right. I'm a Christian man. Bible's written in English. That's right. Darn <laughs> Jesus spoke English. Anyhow, so uh, somehow I, don't, I forgot how the subject of the Rubik's Cube came up. In my conversation with Logic. You had one on your desk. Oh, man, that could have been it. Yeah, I have a, uh, I have a, 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 a Rubik's Cube that exists in a higher dimension than just <laughs> the, the cube. That... Of course you would. <laughs> I'm just saying. Of course you I have would. One it's Rubik's to the fourth. Right, well. exactly. He's, this one. He's the only one with a multidimensional Rubik's <laughs> I'm sorry. If you do it wrong, you get sucked out of this dimension, never to be seen again. <laughs> that what exactly. Exactly. Right. What happened? Uh, anyhow, so we talked. We talked. We chatted about creativity and the Rubik's cube. Let's see what came out of that. I'm definitely, I, I, I will boast and say I'm probably the fastest rapping Rubik's Cube in the world. If not the only. If okay. not the only. Uh, my best, my fastest time that I've ever done it in uh, was 23 seconds when I was like obsessed. You can ask my wife. I would like, like just, we'd lay down and be watching movies and I'd just be cubing. She'd get really upset. Um, so my fastest is 76 seconds. Wow. But that was, that was 25 years ago, and <laughs> I, was, I've never like, beaten that. When it was, like, invented? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was early in the day. It was early in the day when it was still kind of like a conversation piece. You know, yeah, what is yeah. that? What is it? Why does it do that? Um, and uh, lately, my old age, um, five minutes. I, I, don't, I can't pull but it under five minutes. But it's also fun. So, so here, here, here's the, the distinction. I solved the Rubik's Cube after like 80 hours just messing with it. Wow. Okay, but it's about 80 hours. I should have been doing 22 other things, okay? <laughs> I was in graduate school, right? Wow. Trying to get a PhD in astrophysics. Yeah. And I'm sitting there on the couch. Flexing and, on me. And there's like, no, 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 I'm just saying. <laughs> I, no, it took me, took me 80. And so, but I've never actually looked at algorithms for it. Yeah. And I thought to myself, should I? But then I'd be following instructions rather than figuring it out. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I just, I'm not that great, no, no, I guess. No, no, so no, what I, what I it tells me is if there are faster ways to do it, it means well, there are algorithms funny. I've yet to discover. That's true. I mean, wow. But, but that's almost like with everything, right? You know, like the, what's the key to happiness? Yeah. Or certain, you know what I mean? There's certain things you haven't discovered yet. Algorithms of the universe. Right, 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 right. And so the, the fun thing about being on the frontier of science is there is no answer already derived in the back of the book. Yeah. You are on, you have a foot in what is known, or a foot in what is unknown, and, and you're you're, you're like, it's like, you yeah, know, no, you don't completely. know. But that's the best part. The that's how I feel. So my next uh, journey is going to be film. So I wrote this film that I plan to star in, which I know is very ambitious, but so was being a rapper, and I'm here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I want to do. And so I feel like with music, I've, I've, it's, it's ever growing, and there's so many different things that I can do, just like with the cube. There's different ways to solve it, or tricks, or things that you can do. But I'm pretty solid, like. 
I know how to make an album. I know how to sell an album. It got me here right now. So, but now I feel like with film and other forms of of just expressing myself in writing, it's like that in the dark, and I love mm. that. That's, well, that's my good. favorite. That means you're going yeah. places nobody's gone before. Yeah, trying to. Isn't that what the, that has to mean? I guess I suppose so. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, you just copy somebody's thing, and Completely. and then then you just cookie cut it out. So, which would you be one who would like look up the instructions and do the puzzle? Or would you try to solve it on your own? I've been a guesser the entire time, but after 32 years, I need some algorithms in my life. <laughs> <I need some help. laughs> How about you, Chuck? Uh, I just peeled the colors off oh, and rearranged them. and You solve it like I, that? I was like, there's, there's your answer. <laughs> That's your answer. <laughs> but puzzles are, I think people who are committed and, and love unsolved problems, I think are... Friends of puzzles. So would you say that any sort of creative person would just love puzzles in general, as a general thing? I mean, as far as being a rapper, definitely. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, the way that we put together words is very That's much a like a puzzle. Or it's the a way Rubik's Cube itself. Yeah. If you put this word here, some other word's got to get bumped and make it work in another way. Absolutely. Or even the way that we DJ and we'll find different segments of songs that match well with one another, you know, go crate digging to find that little sample or that like little thing. That's so. good, that's good. Yeah. 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 So there was a time, were you with me when I was with Logic on, on uh, Sway? Mm-hmm. Wait, 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 no, oh. I was with you on Sway. No, no, but I was with Logic once on Sway. Uh, I don't remember that. At a different time. Okay. Okay, and they wanted him to spin a rap about something he invented in the moment while he was doing the Rubik's Cube. So he solved the Rubik's Cube while he was spinning. Yeah, I saw him do that on uh, Power 105. Yo, Big Boy. I yeah. saw him do that too, yeah. Yeah, yeah that was crazy. Because I, I can't do that. I can't. <laughs> so maybe there's like a kind of schizophrenia where you have whole parts of your brain That's just devoted to that. You had something else doing something else. Yeah. And you get your brain does 10 That's different things. That's honestly how freestyling is. I was trying to explain this the other week. Uh, I was freestyling at my sister's graduation party. And I was asked, how do, how do you end up doing that? The only answer I could come up with was God, because you the words are coming out. You know what you're about to say next, but it's writing itself as it's coming out. I, it's almost like when Michael Jackson said he goes to climb trees and the songs just pour in in the universe. Mm -hmm. It's very similar to that in my experience. Okay, so rather than credit your own intellect, you're saying it's God. Okay. If you're choosing between the two. Like okay. I said, this is a family thing. I'm not going to I stay out of these family things. God gave me my intellect. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, All right. Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. So uh, we also talked about Logic's uh, hit album, The Incredible True Story. And sort of equal parts entertainment and nerd right down to the core. So ask him about it. Let's check it out. Now, this is the cool thing that I loved about creating this, because you can imagine that as a rapper, when I walk into Def Jam Records and go, oh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and go make a, an album about space inspired by anime, they're like, what? You know what I mean? But then I, you know, it went on to sell over 135,000 in the first week, and you know, it was the number one rap album. I sold more than pop artists and some of the biggest rappers in the world off an album about space. And it's so crazy that I pulled it off, and here's how. Because the theme. Taking notes now. Yeah. Here's how you sell 135,000 in a week. Go ahead. No. The theme of the album has nothing to do with the music. Now, this allowed me to just wrap my ass off, make some really fun songs over some dope, funky beats, but keep a, keep a concept within the skits from the script that I wrote for the voice actors to live in almost two separate dimensions with one, you know, kind of equal goal, which is to entertain and educate. So entertainment and education, that's not a weird combination of the two, but geek culture and hip-hop culture, when I think of that Venn diagram, I'm not thinking there's hardly any, he might be alone in the intersection of that. That's interesting. When I think of that Venn diagram, they overlap. Yeah, there's, very, a, yeah, there's a very large overlap between the geek culture and okay. the hip-hop culture for, for younger people, Neil. <laughs> I would even say for older folks. So if you think about Grandmaster Flash, I'm just, I'm just messing with right. you think about Grandmaster Flash, uh -huh. right? Yeah. There would be no turntablism as we know it without him being a science and tech geek. Okay. So, so he was good. exploring and everything. Dare I say, it. not enough people fully embrace that fact? Yeah. Well, you sure. know, and you're right about now. There mm -hmm. is a, a very important fact you just bring up because there is actually. Um, 
there's there's kind of like a pushback against uh, kids who want to portray that geek culture. You know, it's and I think it's because the other kids are stupid and jealous. <laughs> I'm sorry. Thanks for that analysis. I'm sorry. I just got you know, it's the psychological analysis. All right. More on the intersection of hip hop, creativity, and science when Star Talk continues. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate. Pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Welcome back to Star Talk. Neil deGrasse Tyson here. Co-host Chuck Nice. Special guest Steve Tyson. Hip-hop artist, uh, uh, DJ, PhD student. You're, you're totally... You're, you're hitting covering it, all co- bases. Covering all bases there. That's, <laughs> that, 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 that's how you do it. So the, in this uh, episode of Star Talk, we're featuring my interview with Logic and his 2017 album, Everybody, that hit number one on the Billboard 200 list. So uh, fans of Logic may know that I made sort of a cameo appearance on his album as God. That's right. You were Morgan Freeman? No, no. <laughs> That's how good Morgan Freeman was as God. People not even say, oh, you were God? Like Morgan Freeman? No, you were Morgan Freeman? That's even more impressive than being God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was God. And in this next clip, you'll hear the moment where I was actually officially asked to do just that. Let's check it out. Cool. Uh, let's put it this way. I'm inviting you to play God. <laughs> The role of God on my album. Is it just the voice of God you it's need? It's the voice of okay, God. Okay, so, so I joke about this, that we go to planetarium director school, where you learn how to get your the uh, voice, yeah, 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 the yeah. planet. Welcome to the universe. Yo, it's like that. Like, it's crazy. You don't understand. So, like, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you well, this. Yeah, the voice, it's got to come from down here. I'm going to tell well, you really quick, okay? Well, try, try. Welcome to the universe. Welcome to the universe. That's good. That's good. <laughs> that, that, that's good. I it's like that. It's not as good as Neil, but it's all right. <laughs> well, um, but it's it's um, it's about it's about God and this uh, and it's about this gentleman named Adam, and it's about how we're all connected, and it's about reincarnation. It's about religion. It's about science. It's about all these things and how they they play a role and how we're all connected and how this person Adam was actually, and I name him Adam because of the first man, was actually... I figured that out. Everything. He's like, yeah, I'm Neil deGrasse Tyson, bitch! I got that one. <laughs> no, yeah. no, yeah, but so it's... Uh, <laughs> God is talking to a man named Adam. Adam, I yeah. Adam, Adam after Adam. the first yeah. human, okay? But he's, but he's every um, human being that has ever existed, both man, woman, da da So he, we'll talk about it another time, but I will say that the role is yours, and it's, I think it's very special. I think people will enjoy it. Well, if I aspire to be... God. Morgan Freeman. <laughs> oh, I know. With my voice. That's one thing I don't have on my resume yet. To, I be, think, to be the voice of God. I or to be that, God. Well, he was in God. He was he in. He was God. He Bruce was Almighty. God. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. In Heaven Almighty yeah, and yeah, then Bruce Almighty. Bruce yeah. Almighty. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I right. think that'd be funny. But we'll see. If I, I know you're a very busy man. Well, I, I have a soft spot for artists who reach out to me to add science to their creativity. Hmm. I'm there every time just because it's, it's the mainstreaming of science when artists touch it and want to sort of make it their own. And of course, it's worked both ways, it turns out. I'm glad I have somebody in the fam who came to my defense when a rapper, a rapper dissed me <laughs> for saying that, for getting on his case about saying Earth was flat. So we live in a time where you get attacked for attacking someone who says Earth is flat. But he's a rapper, I can't just say you're wrong. I gotta like rap back at him. Or somehow, so I said, how am I going to do this? And so I combed the, I said, Steve, can you help me out here? And you did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You did. Yeah, On the spot. Flat to fact. Yeah. Flat to fact. Overnight. <laughs> in a few hours, yeah. Yeah, he, 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 he spun this in a few hours. I posted it. And I said, damn, there you go. <laughs> right. So thanks, Steve. For, for coming to Uncle's rescue. Right. I tried. <laughs> and suck it, B.O.B. <laughs> <laughs> The point was, B.O.B. was 
on the internet saying Earth is flat and saying he's invoking physics to show it. Right. Now, the moment he said that, that, well, that, know, no. that was he slapped you across the face with a white glove. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> Pistols at dawn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's exactly. And I'm his shooter. <laughs> right, because right, if he didn't say I invoke physics, I, I wouldn't even care. Let right. him think it's a free country. Think what you want. Right. But you go invoke physics. Right. Then I'm gonna be all up in your situation, <laughs> which I was. But then, but then that wasn't enough. I needed the rap to back it up, and so there, there it was. Sweet, there it was. So, so logic is not old. I mean, so I think of him as like a kid, but he's he's seen a lot of life. I mean, he's he's. And so I asked him about what it took to become a good rapper because he's been rapping most of his life. Let's mm. check it out. I think mistakes are great. A lot of people can see like failure as something that's negative, but it's like oh, they they've not been properly trained. Yeah, no. It's, they don't understand what creativity actually is. I, I've been, I can't tell you how many times I've been in, you know, in the recording booth trying to wrap a, a verse really fast, you know what I mean? And like, because I have different ones that I could do, like, oh, I'm ripping and living and striving. The killer, the ripper, he's calling what goes when he flows, just fun slang. And like trying to get it and trying to get it. And then I'm ripping and living and striving, the killer, the ripper, he's calling what going to flow. And you know, he's pursuing it, doing it, moving and grooving and stopping and rocking and talking and walking and flipping it. So it's like, it's like, but, but it's took took me years to be able to do that but at first i would stumble and fall and get angry and i'd be like oh my god why can't i do this and now i'm known as like someone with good pronunciation and clearly and, yeah but you know and it but it all comes it's it's all wired i think so steve we need brain scans brain scans of rappers just like you said you're pulling parts it's getting woven as it comes out of your mouth mm -hmm, mm -hmm. with powers beyond your awareness yeah so uh, fMRIs would be good functional magnetic resonance imagery absolutely would absolutely. be really good functional where you because regular MRI well, you're just, just right you're just in, <laughs> in that little tube so uh, functional MRI is where you're actually doing something active mm -hmm. and they're monitoring your brain in real time mm -hmm. as mm -hmm. that happens so it's got to be fascinating to see one of those for a very active producing rapper. no question we can go to Mount Sinai right now and get it done <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, so let me ask you can you Learn to do this, or do you think it's something that's deep in you that you're reaching for that's always there? Always as far as freestyling? Yeah, freestyling. I think that it's two part. So just to be clear, freestyling is you you just pulling out. Yeah, of your you're ass. just <laughs> out of your head, really. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry, for some people, yeah, for some rappers, they might be. Yeah, are. some rappers might be pulling right. it from somewhere else, exactly. but um. I don't even remember what the question was. So. Oh, um, <laughs> can you learn it, or is it really yeah, something? Yeah, can you that, learn how to freestyle, or is it? Or is it something you have and then you perfect it? Yeah, exactly. I think that freestyling is twofold. I think that not only is it something that you might have an inclination for naturally, but in order to actually be good and to continue to be, you know, known as a freestyler, you've got, you got to practice. You got to work. Got, it. Repetition's the father of learning. You got to work. You got to work it. Well, we've been, as you know, we've featuring my interview with Logic, and in this last clip, he tells us about the importance of following our dreams. Oh. So let's see how that goes. Go. My whole message is peace, love, positivity, follow your dreams, think it, and it will happen. Truly the law of attraction, you know, living it, breathing it, saying it. Like, as I always tell people all the time, like, you know, I, I meet so many people, I say, hey, wh what, what's your dream? What would you do? If you could do anything, what would it be? So people go, oh, well, I'd travel, but you can't do that. Well, yes, you can. You could, you, there's a million reasons that you could travel the world and do what you love. And they, well, I would, but, and they, that's it, right there. As soon as you say, but, game over, you right. ruined it. You know what I mean? As Pee Wee Herman once said, <laughs> Everyone has a big butt. <laughs> Everyone does have a big butt. <laughs> I would have done it, but I don't know. But yeah, you you're gotta right. do it. Anytime there's a butt in somebody's sentence, there's some excuse coming down the line. I mean, there well, there does need to be realism because I was like, I want to be a rapper, but the difference wasn't like, oh yeah, I just want women and and money and like no, like when you mm -hmm. think about it, that that's complete. I looked at it, you know, uh, the key to success to me is just you know determination, persistence, realism, wanting success more than your next breath. But a big part of that is realism. You know, I tell people all the time, you can do anything you want. You can be a rapper, singer, actor. Answer. You can be a doctor, a lawyer, the best mother in the world, the best father in the world. You can do it because you're special, but you have to believe in it. But the, that realism factor is a big thing, though. You can't just go, oh, I'm going to do this. Right. You have to it's plan. a reality check. Completely. Yeah. Like, even, like, you know, this is a business. Even what you do is a business. And mm -hmm. you, when, you, when you look at it, you go, okay, this is what I have to do in order to attain this. But once I attain it, I can do it how I want. You know what I mean? So, like, for a long time, for many years, I was actually talking to my wife about a lot of people about this. I've been literally going nonstop. I've never had a vacation. I've never had a break. Because well, if you I, love what you do, what you do is the vacation. Yes, but 
Sometimes you need a vacation from the vacation. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, like literally, I got married and jumped on a tour bus to go promote my album. But I believe, man, if you, if you, like, if one thing that if people are listening to this or watching this or anything could take away from it, it is do what you love. Please do what you love. Please do what you love. Because I'll tell you, man, like, if it wasn't for music, if it wasn't for me just taking that leap, I would either be selling drugs, doing drugs, in jail. What, that's what my whole family their line what? You know what I mean? And I'm so blessed to be here. This is kind of surreal, though. <laughs> this is crazy. He says, do what you love. Suppose you love selling drugs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think that wasn't the idea that wasn't of it? the thing. Okay. It, that was not where that was I'm, supposed I, I to missed, go. I missed the bus on that <laughs> okay, one. Okay, my interpretation is do what you love, and you will never work a day in your life. That's cool. Man, I mean, I think that... You know, with hip-hop culture, hip-hop culture was defined on you can do anything. It was created as something from nothing. Everybody who, Definitely from nothing. No from question. Streets, and streets that of mindset world. of you can do anything led hip-hop to be what is currently the most financially uh, influential as well as culturally influential um, art, form. art form on the planet. On the planet, yes. Absolutely. So and you could do anything. In the 1970s, when I heard the first rap song that made the charts, which was um, the Sugar Hill Gang. Mm, Rapper's Delight. Rapper's Delight. And we, it blew our minds. <laughs> I remember in college, we were just dancing and singing and sweating to it. <laughs> but I said, oh, this is a flash in the pan. It's kind of <laughs> cute, just somebody just reciting words that rhymed. Uh, it's disco that will really last. <laughs> so don't ever try to get me to predict the future. Okay? If you ask me in 30 years, where you know what would we, what would it be? Like no, no. It's great. <laughs> All right, you've been listening to Star Talk Radio. I'm Neil deGrasse Tyson. Chuck Nice, always good to have you. My pleasure. Steve Tyson Jr. Thanks for having me, guys. Nephew Please. dude. Uh, you can find him just listen ent. Yeah, just listen ent.com, but I'm also on SoundCloud. All right. Thanks for being here. Appreciate it. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson signing off as always. I bid you keep looking up. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation.